At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Season's betting across America comes to you live from Las Vegas and the tri-state area. Adam Candy and Scott Seidenberg rolling along here. Thanks again to Derek Cardi for giving us his best plays in Major League Baseball. Just to recap in case uh, he didn't get all of those from Derek. Derek's best bets today in Major League Baseball. He likes the Angels as plus 180 dogs against the Astros. The Rangers plus 190 against the Oakland Athletics. The Diamondbacks plus 180 against the San Diego Padres. The Yankees plus 125 against the Chicago White Sox. He likes Chris Sale over six and a half strikeouts at plus 120. He likes Joe Musgrove from San Diego under six and a half strikeouts. That is also plus 120. So you're getting plus money on all of Derek's favorite uh, six best bets. Coming down toward halftime here in the one preseason game we have going in the NFL, Scott. 35-yard field goal for the Miami Dolphins. They are up 6 to nothing against the Chicago Bears. Uh, my Bears minus 2 is going to need Matt Nagy to get very aggressive after a touchdown and go for a two-point conversion. That's not happening. I'm ready to write that one off. Justin Fields is in the game, though, for Chicago. They were three-point favorites out actually to 3.5 pregame. Uh, to of Iloa. Scott played the entire first quarter of this game uh, for Miami. Kind of surprising to see a starter go that long in week one. 
Yeah, 8 of 12 passing, 99 yards, but he did have that interception, uh, as you mentioned. So uh, there's a little bit there to evaluate from Tua. He's not at risk of losing his starting job. But um, you mentioned that this is the type of – the type of game where you wanted to see him open it up. This is the type of season where you've heard them mention that they wanted to open up their offense a bit. Uh, to me, not really, uh, you know, looking like an opened up offense, if you will. There was the 14-yard pass uh, or, or um, the 50-yard pass to Mike Gizeki, but that's about it. Um, this is a Dolphins team that is, again, trying to play clean football. Uh, Tua with the turnover, not looking good. Bears, you want to see now what Justin Fields is going to give to you. But once again, preseason unders, 5-1 and one so far. Looks like headed towards a 6-1 and one, unless it's a very high-scoring second half. Well, what's very interesting to me about Tua, and take this for what you will, we don't want to make too much of a preseason game and what they want to show of the offense at this point, but Tua Tagovailoa had 10 completions, 5 to tight ends, 2 to running backs, only 3 mm-hmm. To wide receivers. That is not encouraging when it comes to the idea of will they open up the offense more. And that play to Kasiki, Tua had probably three or four seconds in the pocket. Uh, this Miami offensive line is not going to give him that kind of time regularly. That really has not been their MO. Last year, they had the fastest time to pressure allowed. Of their pressures, they came the fastest in the entire NFL last year. So I wouldn't bank on Tua having that kind of time in the pocket. And if he's going to have to get rid of it and get rid of it quickly to tight ends and the running backs, probably not going to be that opened up offense that you would be looking for. Uh, over on the golf side, the Wyndham Championship is ongoing here in the third round. The pack trailing is already making its move. Uh, one hole in for Webb Simpson and Scott Piercy. Both of them have already gone with a birdie. They are now three back of Russell Henley. Uh, that is obviously quite encouraging. Uh, Webb Simpson now there as well. And so Russell Henley at 14 under Simpson and Piercy at 11. Adam Scott fired 64 today to move to 10 under along with Brendan Grace, Roger Sloan, Siwoo Kim, and Sung Kang. Uh, the odds have now shifted here. Henley plus 150, Webb Simpson plus 260, Rory Sabatini is 14 to 1, Justin Rose and Scott Piercy at 16 to 1. And I know you mentioned uh, Justin Rose is the guy you liked at those longer odds, Scott. Yeah, and uh, he's just even through the first two holes today, so uh, still a long ways to go. But you just read off some scores. Uh, there are scores to be had on this golf course. Uh, you mentioned the 64 by Adam Scott today, uh, a couple of 65s, uh, Zaltoris and Brendan Todd. Uh, Harry Higgs had a 65 today, so there are scores to be had. Uh, let's see if Rose, who's five strokes back, can uh, fight his way into the top group here. Nine degrees in Greensboro, North Carolina today. Of course, it's humid, though, not like a tournament out here on the West Coast where we expect the greens to bake out in the afternoon for it to get faster, harder to make those putts, uh, not something where we necessarily think the scoring conditions are going to stop with the morning rounds. Sometimes it is more advantageous to get on the course early before those things got moving and get high on the stimp. Beeson's Betting Across America is live from the South Point in Las Vegas presented by Bet MGM. Looking at preseason NFL football, Adam Candy and Scott Seidenberg with some games that we have not gotten to yet. All right, Scott, it is a two-hour show, so I do have to give this game a little bit more attention than we did <laughs> earlier with the Houston Texans 
going to Green Bay to take on Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. No, Aaron Rodgers didn't retire in the last week. It's just that he's not going to play uh, here in week one of the preseason. The Packers are three-point favorites uh, with Houston coming in. It is a 35-and-a-half total between Houston and Green Bay. What are you looking for to learn out of this game this evening? Uh, looking to see what Jordan Love is capable of doing uh, with the first-team offense. Um, it kind of will give you an indication of, you know, what the Packers could look like after Aaron Rodgers, should this be his final year uh, with Green Bay. So that's certainly something I'm taking a look at. And then, you know, what is this Texans offense going to look like um, this year? Uh, I think that there's going to be a real situation where um, Deshaun Watson is not playing. Um, will they run the ball? Will it be a, a, a slow-moving offense? There's just so many question marks with this Texans team who is not going to be very competitive this season. So just to watch them and see what they look like here early on in the preseason is going to be fascinating, I think. Like the Packers love the under again. Uh, we talked about plenty of unders. Look, uh, I don't think Tyrod Taylor is going to be seeing a whole lot of time. Uh, that turns the reins likely over to Davis Mills, the rookie from Stanford, for some length of this game. Uh, reports from Packers camp. Matt LaFleur says Jordan Love is going to play the majority of the game, not just the first half, that Jordan mm -hmm. Love will play the majority of the overall game. I don't see where the Texans are scoring a whole lot, uh, and I do believe that Jordan Love is not the average backup coming in here and getting time. The guy has had plenty of time uh, here to sit behind and adjust last season, and uh, we will get a good long look at Jordan Love here in this game. Uh, Seahawks and the Raiders later tonight. Raiders are laying two and a half at home in the first game at Allegiant Stadium. 65,000 fans are expected. Uh, 36 and a half is the total. Scott, this is kind of nuts to think about. The average resale ticket for this game is approaching $300 for a preseason game where Derek Carr is not likely to see any time for the Raiders. This is likely to be Marcus Mariota and the artist formerly known as Nathan Peterman uh, getting most of the time for the Raiders, maybe even former Northern Arizona Lumberjack Case Cookus uh, going tonight. On the other side, don't expect to see Russell Wilson either for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, overall here, Raiders, Seahawks, anything to be gleaned out of preseason week one? Uh, it's just the scene to be seen, right? You know, to get inside that stadium tonight, to experience what that atmosphere is going to be like for the first time is certainly uh, going to be special. The players could feed off of it. They could feed off the crowd for the first time in over a year. So uh, I think that it could be a value on the Raiders in the first half, especially with Mariota under center. So that would be where I would look here. But it's certainly just going to be the novelty of it all tonight, just watching the game with the crowd in the stands and yeah, it's the scene to be seen right now, uh, or at least tonight on the strip. I'll actually be getting a long look at the Raiders defense. I want to see how long they go with the first teamers tonight. Gus Bradley comes in as the new defensive coordinator. We've seen multiple Raiders players sign in new spots this year and talk about how happy they were to get away <laughs> from Las Vegas, to get away from Paul Gunther uh, and John Gruden. And so... 
Gus Bradley comes in. Everybody's talked about how simplified the scheme is going to be, how much easier it's going to be for the Raiders to play defense. Well, you better hope so because they didn't make a lot of additions free agent-wise beyond Yannick Ngakwe, who's always been better as a second banana pass rusher as opposed to the man. Fourth team in three years for Yannick Ngakwe. I want to see if this Raiders defense is going to be any better. And We might not learn that in the preseason, but how long does the first team get out there? How many reps do we see from them? And if they're getting a lot of reps against second and third team Seattle offense. Do they look good in that time? Uh, I don't want to see a lot of blown coverages. I don't want to see a lot of uh, miscommunication from this Raiders team because this is the real question about the Raiders. I've played their win total over seven at the pay minus 35 on that. There were at some point six and a halfs here in town on the Raiders win total. So want to get a look at the defense tonight. Don't know that there's a lot to learn on the offensive side of the ball because Marcus Mariota is not going to see a lot of time in the regular season, barring an injury to Derek Carr. And we've already seen that with the Indianapolis Colts feeling like Carson Wentz should be ready toward the beginning of the season. They're not likely to make a trade and bring in Mariota. So not evaluating him for that purpose either. Uh, later on tonight, the Rams and the Chargers uh, from SoFi Stadium. The Chargers are heavily favored, and at least in terms of the preseason, three and a half points uh, they're laying to the Rams. Total is all the way down. I mean, all the way down at 32. Uh, Scott, we talk about the value of preseason unders and how profitable they've been thus far this year. Uh, what about a total of 32 between the L.A. teams? They're just begging you to take the over, right? Uh, they're just begging you, but there's a reason why it's low. Uh, is it too low to to actually wager on? Quite possibly. Uh, I mentioned five and one. It's going to be six and one unless it's a high-scoring second half here between the Dolphins and the Bears. And, and these two teams with the the defense for the Rams, um, the lack of the starting players that are going to be playing, it would yeah like you to believe that this game is going to go under. But that is so low uh, 32 is just wow uh, I, I don't think I can bring myself to betting in under when it's that low but I'm just not confident in betting the over either uh, nope nope I'm with you there I would go ahead and pass on that uh, my god Chicago has turned the ball back over again uh, to Miami yeah, it doesn't matter if it's Andy Dalton or Justin Fields no rhythm to the Chicago Bears offense here in the first half six nothing the lead for the Miami Dolphins 310 remaining first half third and four for the the Dolphins um, they are at about their own 35 yard line Scott uh, one more game coming up on the later side tonight and I'll, I'll turn this over to the Kansas City Chiefs side because we've talked about the 49ers already earlier, what we are looking for. Uh, Trey Lance is going to get some run tonight. We heard the quotes from John Lynch, the general manager of the 49ers, saying that it is Jimmy Garoppolo's job right now. Uh, and that mm -hmm. Trey Lance has been all they've expected more in camp. So I think we kind of see where that is headed. The Niners are two-and-a-half-point favorites to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that game being played in San Francisco or in Santa Clara, actually, with a total of 38. So uh, anything you were looking for from the Chiefs, and what do you think about what is one of the higher totals that we've seen in the preseason at 38? Well, I like it to go over, and I like it to go over in the first half, and it's because uh, I think the starting offense for the Chiefs is going to play in the first quarter of this game. Um, Andy Reid said his starters are going to play the first quarter and get as many reps as possible in that first quarter. So you're looking at you know the big guns there for the Kansas City Chiefs playing early. Uh, they can score on their first two possessions, and right there, that's 14 points. Uh, so I do think the over is the play here. Um, if there's a first quarter, 
shorter line that you can find. I would like I would look look to that over. Uh, but I think this is really going to be betting on the first team offense for the Kansas City Chiefs getting one or two series and seeing how uh, quickly they can score. The number is twenty in the first half uh, for the Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, even on both sides there, so you're not having to pay the juice either way. Uh, One game coming up tomorrow. I'm just going to leak forward a little bit uh, here, Britton, and look at this one. Carolina Panthers and the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are minus one and a half, total 34 and a half. Uh, Obviously, Scott, we're trying to learn something about the Colts here, right? We're trying to learn something Mm -hmm. about uh, what their quarterback situation is going to look like. Jacob Eason, Sam Ellinger, like who's going to get the reps, uh, et cetera. On the Carolina side, uh, how how much is Sam Darnold going to play getting into this new offense with Matt Rule and Joe Brady? Yeah, that's the question. Uh, it's, um, you know, Sam Darnold, I don't know if he's going to uh, play. Um, all indication is that uh, the team is not going to play most of the starters. That's what Matt Rule said. Um, I think it was the quote uh, about Sam Darnold or that he's got a bunch of guys that he uh, is healthy. He wants to make sure that all these guys are healthy and, quote, most of our guys won't play. It'll mainly be our twos and threes that will play. So that's the exact quote from Matt Rule on this game. So you got to take that for what it's worth. Probably not going to see Sam Darnold, uh, not going to see Christian McCaffrey. And so you would lean towards the the Colts, if you will, you know, regardless of what you expect to see from that offense and, and whoever's going to be under center. Uh, Justin Fields just learned a hard, hard lesson in Chicago. Uh, that little spin move that you want to try on third and 12, God bless and good luck because it got popped right out. Bears were lucky to fall on that fumble and keep this game at 6 nothing at the 2 wow. morning. Uh, not that the Bears' offenses look great overall, but uh, Justin Fields trying to make a little too much happen there on that 3rd and 12 run. Something that you can't do in the NFL, and and a lot of these guys that that had so much success scrambling in college learn the hard way when they get to the NFL that you just can't run around for four to five seconds in the backfield and wait for somebody to get open. Uh, It was one of the things that really irked me so much about the Johnny Manziel love when he came into the NFL because Johnny Manziel at Texas A&M played in front of the greatest offensive line in college football that year. He had all day to throw, ran around the backfield, eluded some pass rushers, and then, uh, you know, threw the ball deep downfield to Mike Evans. You know, it just doesn't happen in the NFL. So Justin Fields trying to elude a pass rush and take some extra time. You saw what just happened that he's learning the hard way right now. Well, I don't think the Bears are going to be in contention for the highest scoring team in the NFL this year. What do you think, Scott? I don't think they're going to be in that discussion, but uh, you can bet on that if you want. You can bet on who will be the highest scoring offense in the NFL, and I don't believe there's going to be a lot of surprise when it comes to the first two names on the list. The Chiefs are 5-1. to one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are plus 750. Bills at 10, Packers at 12, Ravens at 14, Cowboys 16, a group at 18 that includes the Browns, the Rams, the 49ers, the Indianapolis Colts, the Seahawks, and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Those odds via DraftKings. What do you expect out of this market? Scott, how would you approach it? Uh, we got to look at the opponents and you have to look at uh, weather as well. Um, The Bucs do have the advantage of playing uh, road games indoors. 
um, and their home games in warmer weather, but there could be, you know, some rain, obviously. So, you know, later in the season, it could be rainy. Uh, the Chiefs certainly will have some snow games or some cold weather games. Same thing with the Packers and the Bills in there. Um, Ravens as well. Cowboys have the luxury of playing indoors. Uh, so those, that's where you have to look. Um, if you're asking me to pick one of the favorites, I would go the Bucks over the Chiefs, um, just simply because of, you know, road games in New Orleans, uh, in Atlanta, um, and then, you know, against the Panthers, and the defenses don't really seem to be as good as, you know, maybe the Chiefs playing against the Broncos, an improved Raider team, as you mentioned, defensively. Um, so out of those two, I would go with the Bucks. Um, but yeah, I tend to go away from cold weather teams when it comes to scoring the most points. So I would go against the Bills, the Packers, and the Ravens there. Last season, you got the high-end cases, of course, out of Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. That did lead to the Packers and the Bills being the two highest-scoring teams in football. Then Tampa Bay, Tennessee, New Orleans, Kansas City, Baltimore, Seattle, the Colts, and the Raiders uh, were your top 10 teams last season. Uh, for me, there's one at the top that I like, and then there's one shot that I would take a little bit down the board. Uh it is very difficult for me to go against the Kansas City Chiefs at five to one, uh, because five to one as a short shot is still a pretty good price when you're getting mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes and that offense. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't argue with where you're at with the Bucks uh, at seven fifty as well. For me, I'm trying to minimize my variance in this market and. I am not the guy who's ever been sitting here saying, well, this is the year Tom Brady falls off. Ha ha. No, (laughs) but he is 44 years old and it is reasonable to say at some point there could be a drop off. I don't think it necessarily is this year, but it's more risk than I want to take on in this particular market. Um, My longer shot, I would feel a whole lot better about if we get to see Dak Prescott really cut it loose at some point in this preseason. But two things are true about the Dallas Cowboys. They are one of the most talented offensive groups in the NFL, and their defense is horrendous. And I think the Dallas Cowboys might be playing a whole lot of 34-30 kind of games throughout this season. They also have, Scott, by your point of having to look at the opponents, by last year's strength of schedule, the Dallas Cowboys will play the easiest schedule in the entire National Football League this year. And so I believe that what you saw from the Cowboys early last year, before Dak got hurt, I think that's what you're looking at again for the Cowboys this year, in which the Cowboys fell behind big in some games, and then Dak was throwing for 450, 500 yards before he suffered that catastrophic uh, leg injury. And so you're looking at having added to that group this year with the offensive line getting healthy again. They might not be the group they once were. They're still a pro football-focused top 10 offense on the season. And C.D. Lamb, do you believe training camp hype? Do you like videos on Twitter? Because C.D. Lamb has looked absolutely outstanding. Uh, Amari Cooper, of course, is battling injury here at the moment. Michael Gallup is one of the best you're going to find. And look, I know a lot of people are on Zeke Elliott. I think Tony Pollard ends up getting more carries uh, this year. He outsnapped him last year. Did Tony Pollard more bursts? Uh, Zeke Elliott, not bad as a uh, change of pace back there as well. Um, if you believe that they're going to be the highest scoring team. In the NFL, then, of course, you probably like some overs on the Cowboys as well here. Uh, What's your read overall on the Cowboys, Scott? 
I love where your head's at. Uh, and, and, you know, I've talked about Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb a lot this offseason when it comes in terms of fantasy and in terms of, you know, uh, outperforming their their prop bets this year. And it's because uh, a healthy Dak Prescott with something to prove and, and you look at the performance that Cooper had last year with a healthy Dak Prescott, I think it's only going to get better this season. So I, I love where your head's at with the Cowboys. That's a very good long shot bet. You know what? Let's, uh, let's stick with that a little bit. We'll talk about a couple of those props uh, when we get back here on betting across America because that Dallas Cowboys offense I think is intriguing for a lot of different reasons. Major League Baseball on tap as well. We'll go through some of our favorite plays for the remainder of the card. It's VEASAN's Betting Across America here on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
college football season just around the corner, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Back here on Betting Across America, we need to break a superstition very quickly. I hope I can do it in uh, instead of our producer, Britton Hess, who has a first half under in the Miami-Chicago game. Dolphins do get a touchdown. It's 13-0. Justin Fields has the ball at his own 30-yard line with 34 seconds left in this half. Um, look, he just dumped it off to the running back, Britton. They ran out of bounds. That's all well and good. There are 27 seconds left in this half. Britain thinks that it's superstitious to say that he's already cashed this first half bet. I'll cash it for you. They're getting there. It's fine. As we show uh, on the NFL Network broadcast, the, the red rifle with a glorious red beard over on the sideline looking a little bit like Paul Bunyan. Very impressive uh, for Andy Dalton. Uh, we said we're going to go through some receiver props uh, coming back here. And I just want to throw some of the top guys at you, Scott, and see if you have any leans in terms of their yardage uh, on the season. Devontae Adams is sitting there at 1,300 yards, 1,349 on DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, down the board a little bit. Stephon Diggs is one of the higher numbers that you'll get, unsurprisingly, at 1425. Uh, it gets a little bit shorter from there. The ones that you had talked about, Amari Cooper at 1200 on the year, uh, Calvin Ridley at 1400 as well. Anything in particular that jumps out at you? Well, you know, sticking with the Cowboys and you talk about Amari Cooper, right? You know, uh, Dak Prescott threw for over 400 yards in three or four games before the injury. And Mike McCarthy loves to pass the ball. That is going to be a pass first offense. So, you know, I'm going to look at CeeDee Lamb and I'm going to look at Amari Cooper and I'm going to look at their receiving totals to go over this season. As far as some of the top guys there on the list, you know, Calvin Ridley's a guy without Julio Jones now, um, even though Kyle Pitts is there, I actually think that frees up. Up Ridley more because Pitts is such a dynamic weapon that he's going to command safety help. So Ridley could be a guy that goes over because he might see some single coverage with the safeties going to help out on the much bigger and uh, you know much more dynamic Kyle Pitts will have the advantage over a nickelback or a linebacker that he's going to be going up against. So uh, that's an interesting play in terms of where I see the way defenses are going to handle the Atlanta Falcons this year. C.D. Lamb's number is at 1050 and a half, and uh, there, there are going to be plenty of passing yards to go around in that offense. Uh, let me throw one more at you, because I think it's interesting when we talk about tight ends. Darren Waller at 1100, Travis Kelsey at 1300, and then uh, the new guy who you just talked about, uh, Kyle Pitts, is sitting there at the moment at 800 yards. Uh, you think that's a little bit low uh, when it comes to yeah. where Kyle Pitts will be in this offense? I do, especially when you consider his odds to win Offensive Rookie of the Year are right up there with uh, the, the non-quarterbacks, right? So uh, Kyle Pitts, yeah, I think he's an overplay. Um, the guy's a tremendous red zone weapon, but he is built like these other tight ends, like the Darren Wallers, like the Travis Kelseys, you know, um, the, just the dynamic athlete that's playing uh, at the tight end position with a, a mismatch, a size mismatch over guys that are going to be defending him. Uh, I, I 
I think that he is a, a an attractive bet for offensive rookie of the year. If you're going to look at a non-quarterback, an 800 to me is a very low number for Kyle Pitts. Remember, of course, that there are 17 games, right? And there's yep. one more opportunity. Now, we can't assume 17 games of health for any player, but if you just want to use that as your baseline, if you take that 800 yards and divide it by 17 games for Kyle Pitts, you get 47 yards per game. So mm-hmm. even if there is a game where some team decides that they're going to take Kyle Pitts out and try to win it on the outside against Calvin Ridley, good luck with that, by the way, uh, <laughs> if you decide to go that way, I mean, really, if Kyle Pitts has a couple of hundred yard games, he's going to be right there in the first place. And I think with the catch and carry ability, the ability to throw to him in the red zone, that you're going to see Kyle Pitts uh, not have a lot of trouble breaking that number, especially when you talk about Matt Ryan and his ability to throw the ball and add this in. Look at what Arthur Smith did with his tight ends in Tennessee. He got Johnny Smith a lot of money in New England this offseason with as often as he was throwing to the tight end with Ryan Tannehill. So I love that bet on Kyle Pitts going over the 800 and a half yards for the Atlanta Falcons. When we come back, we'll get into some Major League Baseball and update you on everything going on here on VEASAN's Betting Across America. Racing Pod comes from Arlington Park near Chicago. That is where today's final running of Million Day precedes the anticipated closing of the track next month. Top trainer Larry Ravelli, leading jockey Jareth Loveberry, Equibase chart caller Nicole Newlist, and DraftKings Sportsbook's Johnny Avello are the scheduled guests. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it at vison.com slash podcast it's the ron flatter racing pond and it's sponsored by first bet welcome back into betting across america everyone thanks for joining us adam candy and scott seidenberg taking a look at major league baseball big moves in the division futures from last night scott um we do have a handful of divisions that are going to be very interesting coming down the stretch Uh, I think the NL East is probably the most interesting of them at the moment because you have three teams in contention in the American League East. The Rays have, uh, I should say the National League East. In the National League East, the Mets, the Phillies, and the Braves are all right there. And we've seen all of these teams essentially stay right within the same little pocket uh, of the odds. The Phillies are up by a half game on the Braves and the Mets, plus 145 on Philadelphia, plus 170 on the Braves, plus 200 on the Mets, who get the news that Jacob deGrom has to be shut down for another couple of weeks after the MRI they got back yesterday. So you can push his return date probably back into the month of November, uh, since the month of September a bit. Uh, how do you handicap the NL East coming down here? 
Uh, I think the Phillies are the favorite. Ian Kennedy was a big get for them. So uh, the back end of their bullpen, uh, you know, which has been a huge problem, is now hopefully solidified for them. But in terms of the value here, I like the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the Braves, 8-2 and two in their last 10, have been playing some really good baseball. Uh, I like their pitching edge against the Phillies, with the exception of Zach Wheeler, obviously, at the front of that rotation. And the Braves lineup now. You know, this is a team that went out there and made some very attractive moves at the trade deadline, you know, with Soler and Duvall and and, uh, obviously Peterson replacing Acuna. So uh, I really do like this Braves team. Swanson's playing great this year. He's got 20-somewhat home runs. You got Freddie Freeman as well. Ozzie Albies having a real nice season. So this Braves team, to me, uh, I think they're the value play at plus 170. Uh, I absolutely do not think the Mets are going to win this race. Um, To me, it's going to be the two-team race between the Phillies and the Braves. And in terms of the value, plus 170, in my opinion, better than the plus 145, I'll go with Atlanta. By Fangraph's odds, 42% on the Phillies to win the division, 33% on the Braves. And they have two of the weaker remaining strengths of schedule in Major League Baseball. In fact, the Phillies have the second weakest remaining schedule in the National League. Only the Cincinnati Mm. Reds, who are making a wild card push, are facing a softer slate the rest of the way. Over in the West, uh, notable here that your favorites, the San Francisco Giants, are now favored uh, to win the division. Minus 130 on the Giants. The Dodgers plus 105. Fangraphs has them just about flat even in terms of their percentage chances to win the division. Uh, We have, I believe, a four and a half. That's a full five-game lead uh, for the Dodgers uh, to try to overcome here. What do you think here? Uh, Can the Dodgers make up the deficit, or are the Giants going to continue to produce for you? You know, with all due respect to Derek Carty, who joined us earlier, and for everybody else that's waiting for the other shoe to drop on this San Francisco Giants team, it's not going to happen. They're good. Deal with it. They're five games up now on the Dodgers, and they have games left with the Dodgers. Now, if you think the Dodgers are going to sweep them, uh, okay, and then the Dodgers will still be trailing by a couple of games. But if the Giants take any of those games in that remaining series against the Dodgers, then this lead is just going to not disappear. So the fact that up until maybe a couple of days ago, you actually still could have gotten plus money on the San Francisco Giants to win the division was just so ridiculous. It's good to see that they are the odds on favorite right now and it's still low enough that you can place a couple of bucks on it and and feel confident that it's going to come through because I do not see this Giants team collapsing they will not erase this deficit Uh, they will win the National League West strong take uh, there from Scott Seidenberg and I I think it is a matter of time as, uh, as Derek Carty talked about in so many other ways I'm not sure that the Dodgers are going to have enough time and we keep hearing about Trevor Bauer being pushed back, pushed back. I don't think he's coming back this year. Uh, And if you saw some of the allegations that came out uh, just yesterday about him previously being under a protection order, it looks like there's a lot for Major League Baseball to look into. Don't expect him to come back. We still don't know what Clayton Kershaw's status is. Uh, You're asking a lot of the Dodgers who are not getting anything uh, out of Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts is still on the IL. So likely a wild card for me uh, in terms of the Dodgers. Uh, the Astros and the Athletics, of course, have a race. I started to get into it with the AL East. I mean, theoretically, there's still a race in the East, right? Uh, the Rays are 71 and 45. Fangraphs 59% to win the division. The Red Sox get Chris Sale back today. They're five back. The Yankees are seven and a half back, but they are seven back in the loss. They have some games in hand, only an 8% chance 
to win the division for the New York Yankees. Uh, Rays minus 190, Sox plus 425, Yankees plus 650, and the Toronto Blue Jays hanging around at the edges there at plus 750. Yeah, you know, I, I sprinkled a little bit on the Yankees a couple of weeks ago at plus 750 to win the division. So the fact that they're plus 650 now, I guess, makes me feel good. Uh, but they are seven back in the loss column, but they will get reinforcements back. You know, the Yankees have been decimated by injuries this season, uh, not just injuries, the COVID list as well. When they get healthy, they are the best team in this division. And if Luis Severino did have a slight setback yesterday, but if they get Luis Severino and the core Kluber back in this rotation with the way that Jamison Tyone has pitched and Garrett Cole, that is an elite top four in your rotation. And now you get Aroldis Chapman coming back in the back end of that bullpen with Zach Britton finally healthy and Chad Green and Jonathan Loisega pitching the way that he has pitched, throwing the additions of Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo's been out in the COVID protocol, but you get these guys back and the Yankees look like the best team in this division. Seven might be too much, but if they can cut this to maybe five or four with two or two and a half weeks left in the regular season, then things start to get really interesting. Well, the Yankees are 42.5% Fangraph's odds to make the playoffs. That's down from earlier this week when they had bumped up to about 46%. And if the Yankees were getting the performance out of the bullpen that they expected this year, then they would actually be in the division race. I mean, like right up in the division race, probably two or three games out, but just take two of her oldest Chapman's meltdowns and Zach Britton giving up the uh, cornfield blast to Tim Anderson in the Field of Dreams game. You could add three games right there where they've had leads going into the ninth inning and lost them. They have won the most one-run games in baseball this year, but they've also lost some real heartbreakers. It is a good team. It's a matter of time uh, and it, whether they can cut that down seven games in the loss column here over the last six weeks of the season. Full slate of Major League Baseball coming up here in just a moment. We'll look through the day's games here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. 
Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There is nothing like finding a soccer ball in the back of the net. And with BetMGM... You can win $100 when a goal is scored. Sign up for the BetMGM app using code VSIN100, and if your first wager is a $1 money line bet on the New York Red Bulls or Montreal, you'll get $100 in free bets if either team records a goal. The opportunities to score big this season don't stop there. Try BetMGM's one-game parlay feature to make selections within a single MLS game, including team and player props. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN100 to win $100 when you bet on the New York Red Bulls or Montreal and either team scores a goal. Bet fearlessly at the king of sportsbooks. New customer offer, paid and free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Uh, Scott Seidenberg will be headed out to see how many soccer balls he can find in the back of the net after this show as we give way to the green zone with Brady and West coming up down from Circa Las Vegas. Uh, Major League Baseball, as we talked about, close division races and lots of interesting games. Derek Cardi gave us his best bets earlier. A lot of underdogs uh, that he liked on the card. Scott, I know there are some games that you like as well. So we're going to take a rundown the Major League Baseball slate here and try to find some of your favorites as well as a couple that I have some interest in as well. Uh, let's start with the Orioles and the Red Sox because Derek talked about this. You've talked a little bit about it. Chris Sale returns today for the Boston Red Sox. They've steamed out as far as $3 favorites in some spots, plus 245 coming back on the Baltimore Orioles with a total of 10. Uh, Chris Sale was sharp in his last rehab start. First major league appearance in two years for the Red Sox ace. 
Yeah, I'm looking at the Red Sox uh, minus a half a run in the first five innings uh, because, as you mentioned, Triple A, uh, excuse me, Chris Sale's last tune-up start at Triple A Worcester, he struck out eight batters and didn't allow a run in four and two-thirds innings pitched. So I don't know how deep he's going to go into this game. Alex Cora said he's going to treat it as if it's an April game for Chris Sale, so he probably won't make it past the fifth inning. Uh, Schwarber back off the IL should give the offensive boost. He doubled twice off of Lopez earlier this season when playing for the Nationals, and Lopez has seen the Red Sox twice this season. He's allowed eight runs in nine and two-thirds innings. Seven of those did come in one game, though, and he has been better over his last couple of starts, so something to take into consideration there. But I'm going to back Chris Sale here, and I'm going to go with the Red Sox minus a half a run in the first five innings. You and Derek have successfully talked me out of trying to take a shot uh, at the Baltimore Orioles at that big price. And that is just sensible. I appreciate that. Uh, I value my money better uh, more than that. And I appreciate the help uh, there. That game is a 4.10 p.m. Uh, Eastern start in Boston. Uh, take me elsewhere, Scott. What else do you like today on the Major League Baseball slate? So let's look at the Atlanta Braves going up against the Nationals. The Braves are a hot team right now. They've won eight of their last 10, while the Nationals are just one and nine in their last 10 games. It's the same pitching matchup that we saw a couple of days ago. Max Freed uh, against Patrick Corbin. Freed allowed one run in six innings against the Nationals in that game. Corbin was tagged for five runs in six innings in that same game. The Braves are right there with the Phillies in the divisional race and they know that the Phillies are taking on a good team in the Cincinnati Reds. So there's a little bit of pressure on the Atlanta Braves to take advantage when they are playing against a weaker opponent in the Nationals and their rival Phillies are playing against a good opponent in the Reds. The Braves cannot let this game slip away knowing how important it is for this NL East race. So I'm going to back the uh, the Braves here. The price is a little high so I'm going to go on the run line at minus a run and a half plus they're on the road so you do get that ninth inning guaranteed. And uh, I like the first five as well with the advantage that Max Fried has over Corbin. And I like the Braves over five and a half runs as well. I think they will get to Corbin again in this one. Lots of ways into that game. The Braves at minus 180, total of nine. Uh, I would also probably be looking at some props in this game. I think uh, if you're the kind who's inclined to play Hitting props in the first place, uh, the stat cast numbers for a number of the Braves, including Adam Duvall, including Ozzy Albies, Danby Swanson, they are all really, really strong in terms of slugging percentage off Patrick Corbin. And keep in mind, the Patrick Corbin from Arizona and his first year in Washington was a lot harder on hitters than the Patrick Corbin now, who seems to have lost some of that juice. He's not nearly the pitcher uh, that he had been coming in from Arizona. Adam Duvall. The homer prop is plus 330. Swanson is 5-1. Ozzie uh, Albies is 4-1. to one. That's, a, that's a pretty juicy number on Dansby Swanson for a guy with over 500 expected slugging percentage against Patrick Corbin. Uh, the other way I generally like to go about these is looking at total bases. I would take a look at some total base props over 1.5. You can usually get those uh, at plus 110, plus 120 uh, on most guys. That's a safer way to play it where you're really just looking for a double or a pair of singles to be able to get to that number. All right, that's the Braves and the Nationals. Uh, what else do you like here on the card? Scott, I know you had a few best bets that we were talking about earlier. 
Yeah, uh, Reds and Phillies is a game I could see going over. The Reds are just, you know, playing great baseball. Joey Votto is so hot right now. I mean, the guy is just playing tremendous. Uh, Castillo was on such a nice run before he got rocked in his last outing. But look at Matt Moore, who just loves to give up runs, especially at Citizens Bank Ballpark. At home, he's allowed 27 runs in 23 innings pitched as a starter this season because he's done dual roles. But as a starter, he's 0-3, allowing 31 runs in 38 innings. Uh, I think the Phillies can get to Castillo, and I certainly believe Matt Moore will give up runs. So I like the over in this Phillies-Reds game. All right. Let's talk football for just a second. Uh, Justin Fields has his first NFL touchdown. Doesn't really count, of course, the preseason. Uh, but Justin Fields is going to run for it here. And the Chicago Bears, pending the extra point, are down 13-9 to as Fields scrambles out of trouble, finds some room, about a 15-yard scramble there to the left side as uh, some points going on the board in a game that had been pretty low scoring throughout the bulk of the first half. The extra point from Cairo Santos is up and good. Miami 13, Chicago 10, 945 remaining in the third quarter. Uh, Another baseball game that I would like you to keep an eye on is the Rays and the Twins because originally we had Michael Waka listed as the starting pitcher for the Rays in this game. Uh, he has been pulled off. We don't have a starter all the way up to, uh, you know, basically 3 o'clock on the East Coast. We still don't have a starter for the Rays in Minnesota. Kent Maeda goes for the Twins. Uh, nine and a half out there right now. If you get Waka back, uh, I absolutely love the over uh, nine and a half. I would still even think about it depending on who you get for the Rays with this amount of uh, uncertainty out there. Again, the Rays tax that bullpen every single day, and they don't have any traditional starting pitchers left after trading Rich Hill right before the deadline. Uh, we know that Kenta Maeda has really struggled to keep the ball in the yard this year after a great season last year. Uh, take a look at it, uh, depending on who the pitcher is for the Rays. Again, if it's Waka, then uh, he has been so very bad for Tampa this year that I would be inclined to get involved in that one. Uh, Scott, you have any more that uh, you like here on the baseball slate today? Yeah, let's just run through a couple of these. Um, uh, I know Derek liked the Rangers against the A's. Uh, I can't back that putrid offense, uh, especially when you consider that this was also a similar pitching matchup that we saw just a couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple of days ago. Caprillian allowed two runs in six innings against the Rangers last time. Lyles, meanwhile, allowed six runs in five and a third innings. Uh, Lyles has allowed two or more runs in 20 one of 23 starts. So you can right away pencil in the A's for two runs here, at least in this one. The A's are 21 and 12 straight up as an away favorite, 19 and 14 on the run line. So uh, I expect the A's to come out fast against the the Rangers. Uh, Dodgers take on the Mets. Walker Bueller is pitching for the Cy Young Award. He's allowed five total runs in his last six starts combined. Meanwhile, Taiwan Walker, who was so good for the Mets early in the season, has been so bad for them as of late. He's allowed three or more runs in five consecutive starts. So I like the Dodgers to jump out early. I like them in the first five innings here against the New York Mets when you consider, uh, you know, one Walker's been good. 
one walker has been bad. Uh, I know you like the White Sox with Dylan Cease. Um, Yankees could be an interesting play on the run line today at plus a run and a half. Uh, Tyone, you mentioned he was the American League Pitcher of the Month in July. He's allowed just 10 runs in his last 43 innings. Meanwhile, Dylan Cease has allowed two or more runs in 10 of his last 11 starts. Yankees are 10 and four on the run line this year as an away underdog. And speaking of run lines, this is just an absurd stat. The San Francisco Giants are 73 and 43 on the run line. Yeah, that means that 73 of their 75 wins this year have covered the run line, whether it's plus one and a half or minus one and a half. They're 33 and 11 as home favorites, 25 and 19 on the run line at home. Colorado, 55 of their 65 losses this year have failed to cover the run line. Last night was a miracle run line cover for them when they hit a two-run home run in the top of the ninth inning, but the Giants have won six straight games, and I expect them to make it seven straight tonight. Tell you what, I'm not a... Uh, trends guy in general, but that one on the Giants is pretty darn strong. Like 73 victories uh, is pretty impressive. Uh, just my word of caution on Tyone, the reason that I'm uh, more inclined on the White Sox side here. Uh, advanced metrics really say that there's some fool's gold in what this run here for Tyone. Uh, his home run to fly ball rate has been unsustainably low. His strand rate has been way, way, way up. Uh, he's not striking a lot of guys out, and I think that's probably why the metrics don't like it. There have been a lot of balls in play. That being said, uh, regression doesn't all happen in one day, and he certainly has been on a run where he's been able to make it work for him. So, uh, Jameson Tyone, Dylan Cease, good matchup tonight at the cell in Chicago. Scott, this has been so much fun that I suggest we do it again tomorrow. How about that? Sounds great. All right. Green Zone coming up with Brady and Wes here on VEASAN. Enjoy them from Circa in downtown Las Vegas on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.